So there are rumors about Jalen Green being discussed in trade talks. Is this good for the Rockets? I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. Tap in right now. Enjoy. The Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball names, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at the Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans. And we're going to keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. This is something I know. So I see across my timeline a quote from Sports Radio 610's uh, Twitter page, which says, and it's quoting from an article written uh, on their website by Adam Spolane, um, a reporter that covers the Houston Rockets, saying that Rafael Stone could look to make upgrades around the margins of the roster before the February 8th deadline or go big game hunting by using one of, this is what stuck out to me, his highly touted young players to help reel in an all-star caliber player. And I, I don't know if Adam did this on purpose, but the caption image is Jalen Green clapping, which is kind of weird. And then, okay, you know, little throwaway line, touted young star. Who could that be? I don't think their team's touting Jalen Green right now. I don't think their team's touting uh, Jabari as much, maybe a little bit more. The two touted players I could think think of on, that are young are Shangun and, and Tari, right? So I'm like, they're not going to trade either of them. So, you know, this is just just GM talk, right? GM talk. He basically said he's going to be go big game hunting. So that's the big star. I can go all in or I could do something little. So it's like he didn't say anything. Typical stone stuff. Okay, so that was January 18th. A few hours later, I see on my timeline a um, video that was posted by uh, a good good friend of, of the channel, Mitty. Uh, at Midi Rockets on, on, on Twitter with a video from a uh, reporter, Ian Begley, who covers the NBA. And here's what Ian had to say. And Grimes was scoreless off the bench. He hasn't really taken advantage of his increased playing time since the Raptors trade. And you reported this week that the Knicks were taking calls on Grimes. So what's the latest with that? Yeah, I think those calls will continue to come in ahead of the February 8th trade deadline. And I'm told that there are a few teams in particular that have uh, have expressed some interest. It is the Hawks, the Jazz, the Rockets, and Memphis. Those are among the teams that have expressed some interest in Grimes. So, you know, take out the trade machine, figure out who could be coming back in those deals if you like to do that sort of thing. But, yeah, keep an eye on those teams as we get closer to the deadline with Quentin Grimes. So you can see he's basically saying that the Rockets are amongst teams that have expressed interest in in uh, Quentin Grimes, who's a player that I would love to have on the team. Uh, Quentin Grimes currently is is buried in the uh, behind the trade acquisition uh, that he's that is OG Ananobi on the on the Knicks team. Um, his minutes have dwindled down a little bit. He's roughly getting about 15, 16 minutes a game um, and comes in sparingly. Uh, and, you know, he's played bigger roles for the Knicks. But, uh, you know, with Tibbs, he likes older guys. He likes defense. 
and Quinn is not exactly a defensive stopper, but he is a sniper. Um, and so I see this this video. I'm like, okay, that's also interesting. So you put two and two together, right? Quinn Grimes, we need shooting. Um, and I'll talk about the shooting in a little bit. Um, and then, you know, young player. Okay. And maybe big game hunting. So still nothing. Then uh, this this um, afternoon, I'm getting off from work and I see another tweet at 523 p.m. from Let's Talk Knicks, which is a fan channel. Now, depending on the fan base, you got to be careful about these fan channels. There are some that are very well connected with the team. I would say Clutch Fans, for example, is the, is an equivalent of a, a fan-based network that does have ties inside the Rockets organization. So Let's Talk Knicks is one of those type of Clutch Fans types, um, a community type, a very large following. So, And they have a, a tweet that says, when the Knicks spoke with Rockets about Quinn Grimes, Jeff Green, Jalen Green, Victor Oladipo, and Reggie Bullock's names came up in conversations per source. Now, this, to me, obviously, Jalen Green's name sticks out in there. I do not see why Jalen Green's name is mixed up in trade talks for anybody on the Knicks roster, especially Quentin Grimes. Now, this is like, I know you guys, a lot of you, a lot of you on the channel, you guys do not like Jalen Green and some of you guys don't like you know maybe some of y'all do like him but don't like the way he plays um, some people uh, think that he is a bad player he's a bust he's bad get him off the team etc cetera, etc cetera. all that is fair you know however you feel about Jalen Green that's that's totally up to you but what I'm going to talk to you guys and my point of view on this situation is strictly based on looking at it from the perspective of the Houston Rockets organization and, and why I think that if the Rockets were to make a deal that traded Jalen Green at this point in his career for anything less than a a good return that is fitting of a, of a number two pick, then they would have failed woefully, woefully in the, up to now in this rebuild, right? That that is my my stance on that for multiple reasons, right? Multiple reasons. The the main reason, the biggest reason that this would be a L is because I mean, first of all, Quentin Grimes is in Jalen Green's draft class. So let's revisit. Uh, um, and you're going to notice a lot of these reasons have nothing to do with Jalen's play. I'm not even advocating that, oh, keep Jalen, let him let him keep starting. I'm not talking about it. I'm just talking about strictly managing your assets as a prudent and wise organization. Let's visit uh, the 2021 draft class. After drafting Jalen Green with the second overall pick, Instead of Evan Mobley or any other players that are in that draft, including Scotty Barnes and some others, Franz Wagner, um, the Rockets went on to draft Alperin Shangun uh, via a trade uh, from the Thunder at the 16th pick. Okay, so far so good, right? The Rockets then have the 23rd and 24th pick and elect to select Usman Garuba, no longer in the league, and Josh Christopher, no longer in the league. And guess who the 25th pick is that the Clippers used that was available on the board that the Clippers used to uh, to trade to New York? Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes. And one of the biggest reasons the Rockets elected to select Jay, uh, um, uh, Josh Christopher was his familiarity with Jalen Green. And no, no jokes there. I know y'all got jokes with that familiarity. But Quentin Grimes was literally the after two chances, you pick two players that are no longer in the league and you are going to uh, um, let Quinn Grimes go to 
you know, the, the Clippers then goes to the Knicks, right? Via trade. On that list after Josh Christopher and Usman Garuba, players the Rockets could have drafted. Bones Highland, Cam Thomas, right? Santi Aldama, Quinn Grimes, like we said. Uh, 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 you got Herb Jones, right? Ayo Dosunmu is, is, is on there. Uh, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Aaron Wiggins, who's playing good for OKC right now. So those are about five or six players that are contributing on winning teams, uh, more or less, um, right now as role players compared to the two players that you selected that you basically had to give away to try to get a team that you wanted to compete with Jalen Green as one of the centerpieces of it. And now, a few months into this, three months, three and a half months, you want to trade him away for Quentin Grimes. Y'all make that make sense for me. If Rafael Stone even thinks about putting in a call for trading Jalen Green, that's not something that is sizable. That is something that is worth at least the equivalent of one or two first round picks or something that is worth at least the equivalent of a good young player. Uh, uh, if, if he makes that call and he trades Jalen Green, he might as well trade himself along with Jalen Green because that would be the most disastrous and mis mishandling of assets over a three year period. That is probably, well, you know, Charlotte Hornets exist, but known, especially for the Houston Rockets, would be in Rockets history. Would, this has nothing to do with Jalen Green's play, guys. Nothing to do with Jalen's play, right? Now, let's take this all the way back. Let's back it up to 2021 when Jalen is drafted. Who is our coach? Our coach is one Steven Silas, right? Jalen's rookie year. Enough said. We all know what happened with that, right? You go through a season with uh, Christian Wood, who has bounced around the league uh, more than a Instagram model. Uh, and 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 you have guys like like Daniel Tice out there starting. You got Jay Sean Tate out there starting. And then you bring in Jalen into the fold with Kevin Porter Jr. as his point guard. And you say, you know what? This is good for development with Steven Silas. And they go on to be one of the worst teams in the league. The next year comes around more of the same, right? Mismanagement of assets, players like Shangoon, who's ended up being your best player, is suppressed by your team, is undermined by your team, is, is, is thrown to the side and thrown under the bus by your coaching staff and yourself at times. And, and, and the same thing, Kevin Porter Jr. is given, you know, this, this franchise player tag as the guy that's going to be, you know, the future Jalen Green, him and him and Jalen are going to be the future backcourt, but you don't give him any good vets to help them develop. You don't give him any structure. There's no accountability, which all comes out after Steven Silas is subsequently fired on the, on the pretty much halfway through the last game of the season. Right? So this dude has went through this rebuild with no structure, no accountability. Uh, um, and a GM who is, uh, basically throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to tanking, right? So there, and the, you know, I told you guys, space told you guys, a lot of us has told you guys that tanking is just winning or losing games. That has nothing to do with development. Tanking has nothing to do with, with structure, with discipline, with accountability, with running back on defense. That has nothing to do with tanking. Good teams tank all the time, right? They know when to turn it on to turn it off, right? Good teams tank all the time. Right. So you've ignored development for two years to the tune of having a, a JJ Reddick get on a podcast and call Jabari basically a guy drowning in an ocean without a life vest to to give him, give us an analogy for what it's like for him to be on this Rockets team to the point where Jabari's dad had to step in 
and start training his son because he didn't trust the coaching staff to do so. So all of that happens. You clear out all these players that you've drafted. Those two uh, mentioned players of of Garuba and, and Jacob are no longer on the team because you gave them away. The summer comes once again. You go into this year putting all your eggs into the Jalen Green basket. You bring in some good vets to help them out. You bring in some uh, Dylan Brooks, Tari, uh, and uh, and uh, Fred Van Vliet. Shangun is coming in to his role where you're going to let him actually start and get a chance. You bring in Emil Doka, great moves. And then Jalen gets to this point where he is struggling mightily. He's literally one of the worst players um, on the on the starting five. Uh, you know, a guy that deserves to be on the bench etc 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 all of that is true but what you don't do is you don't trade him away for nothing because one of the reasons that not only him but other guys struggle is because this team is so poorly built right so you have no accountability on your on your in your organization for two years as it relates to basketball you bring in accountability guys are adjusting to it your first thought isn't to, hey, let me get rid of this guy for a player of the caliber of Quentin Grimes or any other role player in the NBA right now. Guys, it's too early. I'm with y'all. Bench him. Sit him. Cut his minutes. Let him learn from, from behind better players. Bring in the guys that could take a spot. I am there with you. I am there with you. But the, there's no point in trading Jalen Green right now for a role player because you haven't exhausted every single thing you can do to make sure that you've done your due diligence, that this guy that you've you've invested so much time and energy and resource and reps and all these things that are so precious in the NBA, you've given to this kid and he hasn't maximized it. And this is, I mean, Jalen is, is playing bad. He's playing like trash right now. Bench him. Take him off the starters. And if he has a problem with that, hey, kick rocks, bro. Like, that's what you got to do. This is the NBA. But what you don't do is you don't give him an opportunity to be everything he can be because that is so short-sighted. Not only are you going to lose value, you're selling him short, and you still have him under a rookie contract. To me, that is the most perplexing thing. I keep telling people I don't have to do anything with any rookie or any guy on a rookie salary until I got to pay them. That's when the rubber hits the road, when you got to pay them. There is nothing wrong with offending Jalen Green, putting him on the bench, and then saying, hey, bro, come back next summer. I mean, after the summer, if you're good, then you can get your spot back. If not, then, yeah, we'll talk about this when you get to your contract extension. That's simple. Easy stuff. But if you go trading him away for a Quentin Grimes or one of these uh, NBA uh, journeymen or even a, a better older player that, you know, makes you marginally better in the short term, but doesn't offer any long term. And that's the key. Long term it's, it's it's a dumb move and it'll be a disaster for the Houston Rockets. My plan for Jalen, if I was the GM, is if I'm not going to get anything substantial from trade term, I don't think the NBA market is not looking to, 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 to sign or bring in an inefficient guard unless there's a smart GM out there who's going to think like this. He's on a rookie contract. That number one is very important, right? You have bird rights over him. Also very important. So there is no reason to rush any of this. All you do is challenge him. Hey, get better, bro. If you don't get better, then we could talk about this next trade deadline when you actually have to make decisions about paying him. That's all you got to do. Worst case scenario. Hey, man, it was we messed up. Gave him every opportunity. You did our due diligence. Just didn't work out. 
right? You gave him a fair shot, gave him the year, you gave him a summer to get in his lab, you gave him another opportunity to come back in the next season and work. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out, right? Best case scenario, he comes back better. Comes back better. He's a better player. He's bigger. Maybe he plays a little smart. I don't know. Maybe it's unlikely. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, if the Rockets somehow trade Jalen Green, and I, I know most of these are just rumors. There's a lot of rumors going around during this trade market. It, to me, would uh, Stone should just go ahead and leave with them. Go to New York with them or wherever that they would send him. And the player, Quentin Grimes, love Quentin Grimes, but go look at his stats. Dude is not that good. Like, he's not that good, right? Has, what, well, 54% true shooting? The only thing, the only reason I want Quentin Grimes on this team is because he's in the 90th percentile in the NBA coming off screens, right? And that's what we need, movement shooters. But he's not that great. And I don't know who people in New York think he is because I'm reading some of the tweets from their fans talking about they want Tari Eason. Boy, y'all better sit down, man. Knicks fans need to sit down, right? Y'all need to sit down. But... Like, there's no, like, the Jalen thing, you haven't exhausted everything you can do yet. We haven't hit the bench button yet where we take him out to starters. You haven't reduced his minute to a point where it's not, you know, I don't even think he's that bad where you can just say he shouldn't play. The dude does bring something to the game. Hell, he gets hot every three games. That brings something. That helps you win games. So at least just if he's having a good game, let him cook. If he's not, pull him, right? That's what you just do with a player like that. But anything else would be stupid, in my opinion. Now, one point that I wanted to talk to y'all about is also the shooting issues that we're having with the team. Um, as we are approaching this game, this huge game versus the Utah Jazz, it's going to be very, very important that the Rockets start getting some doves, bro. Because right now, we are on the outside looking in for the play-in. And what one thing I know that will turn up the Jalen Green, uh, uh, trade Jalen Green or bench him off the, off the starters is if the Rockets keep losing, right? And, and if we keep losing, I mean, there's teams right there. Lakers, Utah is, is surging, and they just lost to OKC. So thank you to the Thunder for doing that, doing the Rockets a solid. Um, we got to get some wins, guys. And it starts this Saturday against the Utah Jazz, who, uh, you know, they've been, I think, 10 of 15 or whatever, uh, uh, how many wins they've had in the last 15 games. They're, they're playing good. I watched the OKC game. This is a balanced team. Right. They go 10 deep. They can beat you from many different uh, perspectives of the game. They play smart. They play together. They play a good t brand of basketball and they're well coached. Right. Ironically, the coach that is coaching them is Emil Doka's uh, former assistant, uh, Will Hardy, over when they were on the Celtics. Another championship caliber coach. So this is not going to be a slouch of a game. Uh, one of the issues the Rockets have had recently is their offense is just I mean, it's been bad all season, but lately it's been just terrible. A lot of it is due to the three-point shooting. Um, I went through and looked at the stats for the Rockets on their uh, open and wide-open three-pointers. So open threes in the NBA.com are defined by uh, threes that are with the def closest defenders between two to six feet, which is a pretty significant distance, right? For an NBA player, that's pretty much a practice shot. And, and a wide-open three is our players, our threes that are shot with the closest defender six feet away, six feet or, 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 or longer which is a practice shot. So these are the easiest three-pointers in the NBA. Now, looking at the frequency of these, these shots, the Rockets are middle of the pack. And so we generate a decent amount of open looks for our players. So we're not at the bottom um, half of the league. We're actually right in the mix. And some of our players, Fred Van Fleet gets a lot of these opportunities. Obviously, we see them with um, with Shangun giving him a lot of those kickouts. Also, Jalen Green is the second most on a team in wide open shots. Um, so just looking at this chart right here, I want you guys to peep something. 
The black line across the middle there is league average, 37%. So every team in the NBA, if you average out all their uh, wide open and open three-pointers, so I average them together for all the teams, the league average is 37%. That means everybody, even the centers that are shooting 0%. So 37% is not good, okay? I want you guys to understand that. If a guy is above that 37% bar, that means they are above league average. If they're below it, that means they're below. Check out the players and their ranks. Aaron Holiday, minus two, not good. Shangun, a big man, minus 10, not good. Amen Thompson's a big concern, guys. I'm not going to lie. Minus 28, um, nothing to write home about. Uh, you hope that gets better. This is on wide open, open threes once again. Uh, I want you to notice the positive, though. Cam Whitmore leads the team at uh, plus 6%. He's shooting 43% on uh, on open and wide open threes. Dylan Brooks shooting 42%. Fred Van Fleet shooting 40%. Jabari shooting 42%. So those are our positive shooters. And then the rest, uh, Tate minus four. Uh, Jalen Green, which is for a guy that's a perimeter player that does play a lot. That's not good. 36% on wide open threes is nuts. Uh, minus two for Jeff Green. 20, minus 20, 29 for Jack Landa. I didn't even have to include him on there. Just wanted to. Uh, minus four for Sniper uh, Bullocks. And then Tari Eason is uh, not doing well this year in those at a minus six. So these are not numbers that you want to see uh, from the team. Um, and this is this chart also looks at it from their shooting percentage. You can see uh, a man is shooting 9%, which is nasty, right? 27%. This is on open and wide open threes once again. 31% for Tari, 33 for Reggie. 33 for Tate, 35 for Aaron Holiday, 36 for Jeff Green, 36 for Jalen. So a good majority of our, our team that actually plays, they suck at hitting wide open threes. This underlies the need for the Rockets to draft shooters, right? I used to think a, a big man was one of the most important things that the team should go ahead and get. Um, I still think it's important, but right now I'm prioritizing spacing and shooting over that because when you have a dominant player in the post like Alperen Sengun and teams are starting to triple, double, uh, to, to preload, to, to dig when he makes his moves, they're attacking him. And they're attacking him. And you look at who he's, he's kicking out the ball to. You guys see me on these post-game uh, live reactions and see that these my frustration with some of the shooting. And I know I blame Tate, but you look at this chart, man. It's, it's the whole damn team except four guys. And right now, the, the lineup that includes those four shooters with Shangun has only played seven possessions. And they're shooting like 80-something percent in those seven possessions. So I'd like to see more reps with Cam Whitmore and Jalen Green's plays on the start with the starters, right? Because we want to see that data point. So when I talk about exhausting different remedies with the Jalen Green situation, that's one of them. Let Cam play more minutes in his position until he figures it out or they just have a true competition. If he's better, let Cam keep cooking and let Jalen kind of, they could split it and battle it out. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not trading the dude just because he's shooting 36% on wide open threes because he's only 21 years old. Somebody had asked me just a few minutes ago on Twitter, if Jalen was doing this 30 years ago, do you think he'd be playing? My response was 30 years ago, Jalen Green would be a junior in college, right? You cannot tell me that there's a 21-year-old in this world at any job that they're going to stop developing at 21. No human does that. Even as a regular person, you get smarter the older you get. Duh. I always make a joke about young men that you really don't get your brain as a young man. So you hit about 25. So the Rockets don't have to do anything with him. But let me get back to this. So the, the three situation is very important. We need to get some shooting on the team because you look at some of the other teams that have uh, dominant post players 
like the you know the the not the Jazz the uh, the Denver Nuggets with Jokic. You look at some of the wide open shots for their team. Um, you know, I'm just going off head from what I remember. I think MPJ is shooting in the high 40s, damn near 50% on wide open threes. KCP, same thing, damn near 50%. Uh, Jamal Murray, damn near 50%. Aaron Gordon, I think he's in the 30s. Uh, you look at the Kings. Uh, I think Harrison Barnes sucks at wide open threes. He's in the 30s. Do not want Harrison Barnes. He's going to be just like all those guys that we saw on the 30s. But Keegan Murray, a uh, 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 Fox, uh, um, you see, you see what they do with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy everybody thinks Jalen Green is like. Um, uh, uh, oh, Malik Monk. My God, I'm brain having a brain freeze right now. Malik Monk. All of those guys are, are decent shooters when they are wide open in the 40s. So the Rockets, if they're not going to have it on the starting five uh, uh, with with you know Cam out there, if they're not going to play Cam, at least give us some bench players that can mitigate some of the shooting issues that our other bench players have. To me, you replace, you know, Tate and Aaron Holiday and some of Jalen's minutes with decent shooting. I mean, that offense is going to go through the roof. There's no surprise that we were doing better early in the season when Aaron Holiday was shooting lights out. As the season has tapered off, we've gotten worse off those bench units. Same thing with Jayshon Tate. Start off the year, really strong shooting. As time has tapered off, that has gotten, you know, gotten down. So the spacing is going to be a big issue for the Rockets. I think when you're looking at trades, that's going to be your priority. Like I said, you guys have heard me say some names. Quentin Grimes is out there, just not for Jalen Green. Um, you got uh, uh, Gary Trent Jr., who's out there in Toronto. There was a tweet just let out today that the Raptors are open to discussing him and some other guys on their roster. Um, I've heard of Corey Kispert as a name people have thrown out. Um, you think of guys like a herder, Bogdanovich from Atlanta. I mean, there's there's guys out there. They might cost you something. But at this NBA, just like when you paid Fred Van Fleet, sometimes you got to pay the cost to be the boss. But I think they need to make a move to go get a uh, get a shooter, get some shooters on this roster. Once again, the most important thing we can do right now for the development of our players is get them into the playing or the playoffs. Just getting reps at this point is useless because you're going to get tired of the same guys getting the same reps and not doing anything with it up the game get these kids in the playoffs let them taste that atmosphere and then from there on you can make your decisions about who's ready to rise to the occasion or not i want to see what these guys perform when the lights are the brightest that's what i need to see this year because i think that that helps them take their game to the next level been proven throughout nba history this is the standard for becoming a bad team to a good team you got to get in the dance so y'all let me know what y'all think about the Jalen green uh, trade situation would you trade Jalen? Would you trade Jalen uh, uh, for Quentin Grimes? Or if not Quentin Grimes, what would you trade him for? Also, um, well, who is your dream signing that the Rockets can have? Uh, February 8th is around the corner, man. It's right here. Hopefully, Rafael Stone doesn't sit on his hands and just wait for everybody else to make moves. Hopefully, we're proactive this year as opposed to the other few years. Um, I w- this is the time for him to show his chops as a general manager. But y'all tell me who is your, your trade move that you would like to see And lastly, if you are new to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you like this video, hit the like button. Keep rocking with the Chop Shock. We don't keep dropping that.